the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. Hey, good morning, everybody. Rufus is talking about swamp flowers as we begin the Weekend Gardener here on WPTF. Very appropriate. Didn't the judge say pay attention? Well, what we were talking about, I have an abundance of what I've always called swamp flowers, and uh, at some point we're going to do some digging and let people have some of them because they do, they do. spread. Yeah. But they're beautiful in the fall. Helen, they isn't are. that a helianthus? It's a, helianthus? it's a helianthus, and it is called swamp flower, and it spreads like crazy. Oh, it's crazy. A sun, it's a sunflower. Crazy is a moderate word, Helen. Yeah. We sound like we have been doing the show for an hour already, but that's Rufus Edmonston. I'm Mike Rayley. Helen Yost is with us, and uh, we, uh, great gardener and author, and uh, Paul McKenzie is here from the Warren and the Vance County Cooperative Extension Service Office. Yeah. So, uh, do you spend equally equal time in both? Exactly to the. And minute. Chris Hooks just walked up. So, yeah, the son of the mayor of Mebane. <laughs> so, we uh, and uh, brother Nate's here running the controls. Chris like to say, uh, the mayor of Mebane, the father of Chris Hooks. Yeah, that's right. Okay. E- either way. <laughs> <laughs> and and Mayor Hooks is the boss of the Whip Son. Oh, true, <laughs> very true. Whip Junior. The, the Whip Junior is uh, one of one of your father's uh, police officers. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the Whip Junior. It's good to have a whip on the force. We have quite an array of characters. Characters on this show, Helen. <laughs> I do know that. Yeah, we finish each other's sentences. <laughs> so uh, back to swamp flowers, Rufus. Well. Oh, my goodness. Well, maybe Helen could tell us about the swamp flower. Yeah, Miss Helen. Well, I used to love them. Wait, before we do that, every time I've been out here, there's some knucklehead with a with a horn. They've locked their keys in the car or something, locked a person in the car. I'm just glad it's not my locked car. Locked their baby in the car. I swear it's not mine. Mine's right there. Yeah, well, when I walked up, there was one that was doing it. Yeah. I, Oh, I thank took, you. I took the thing off of mine when I bought the car. <laughs> took it off. Uh, uh, how does that help? It won't blow. It, it, yeah. <laughs> but what if someone's breaking in? I'll chase them down. <laughs> hey, there you go. He's the attorney the, general he's on the got move. The badge, you know. <laughs> so, uh, Helen, uh, you, you may finish now. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm not going to discipline or. You know, I'm not going to say anything bad, but I'm going to say how from a maintenance standpoint, which is I really consider myself a maintenance expert, is that if you cut them back in half um, right about June, then they won't grow as tall and will be floppy. Okay. And it, you can strip the uh, dead foliage up. So once one of those plants that the foliage dies and dies and dies and dies, and then you got the little plant up at the top. But no way that you know how to keep them from spreading rapidly oh no i'm not a genius no just well, keep them in she's a- an engineer but so she's a lot closer than than i am <laughs> but it, to, to being a genius but it is a native plant <laughs> yes 
the, it's, it's swamp sunflower, I think is what I've heard swamp it called. Swamp sunflower, and it doesn't need to be wet all the time because I have mine in a, one of my xeric zones. Right. And good good for pollinators. Very good I'm pollinator quite sure. plant. Yeah. yeah, it's a beautiful flower. Mm-hmm. It comes at a time when a lot of things are not blooming. Yeah. And, and and pollinators need those late season. Mm-hmm. You know, that's one of the things that we're often missing in our North Carolina landscapes is those late season blooms. And, and the mm-hmm. pollinators need that nectar source through the through uh-huh. the growing season. And speaking of which, the Saladago, the golden the goldenrod, is an excellent um, source for uh, fall pollinators. Mm-hmm. I think it's sad. At, it's sad because most um, people stop gardening. In the fall, you know, they think summer it's over. When fall is one of the most beautiful times mm-hmm. to be in the garden, but it's also the best time to plant. Oh, absolutely. <clears throat> well, I, there's a question I've been wanting to ask a long time. Some people say that the only thing that keeps the monarch butterfly alive is milkweed. Is that true? Well, it's the host butterfly plant, and it's the only host is butterfly. Is it the only one? But there are a lot of different cultivars. Um, so we have you know, 10 native uh, Asclepsia in our area. That uh, Yeah, we used to have milkweed on the farm that would come out on the pasture. That's the problem. And, is we, and we love to go break it off and smear milk on our faces. Yeah, <laughs> yep. that's the problem is that um, it's not we, the farms are eliminating it. Uh-huh. And so we have a, a huge shortage of um, places where the monarch butterfly can breed. So that's why it's so important for the home gardeners to do their part and add milkweed to their garden. Um, because in the fall in particular, because the milkweed is, I mean, the monarch is going to start in, in Texas. I'm not in Texas, but for us in Texas, they overwinter in, in Mexico. And then in March, probably late February, March, they started their migration back north and up through Texas and then up that bread belt. Um, and then we tend to see them on their return migration mm-hmm. to um, Mexico. And so by then they've had probably four, three to four life cycles. So what do do we need to be planting a specific, you said there's 10 different Asclepius species, do we need to be planting a specific one or any of them or all of them? Well, no, um, any of them, I guess, depending on your cultural and, you know, site requirements. Mm-hmm. If you um, if you have, you know, a wet site, you can look for those that require more water, you know, dry ones, look for ones that require less water. Um, but you can't go wrong with the Asclepsia tuberosa. It is, and um, it's a pretty, pretty flower. And other pollinators will use that flower as well. Mm-hmm. It's not just the um, milkweed, but that, that's the only genus that they're going to lay their eggs on. Now, of course, this is a perennial. Yeah. 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 And again, we're, milkweed is the common name um, for the listeners. And, and you say the, the milkweed that grows on the pasture is not the best milkweed for No, it was really good. It's just... Agriculture has changed such that um, crops are now what's referred to as round. Well, of course, off. we mowed them down. Yeah, or or now crops are round up, round up ready so that they can spray round up, and it it um, kills yeah. and it kills them, it, the well, milkweed. Not, well, not pastures, but but not right. Yeah, but, farmland. Um, but yeah, you know, there's definitely 
you know, farmers need their fields to be weed free. Sure. You know, for for good yields, um, to be able to feed the nation. So, but yeah, that's the that's the trade off. Um, yeah. So, like Helen said, we we got to have we we as gardeners need to be planting this stuff and, um, you know, getting farmers to plant it on, uh, you know, field borders and, and things like that too would be. And even states huge. along highways, mm-hmm. you know, where we're seeing that they're not mowing as often, which is good because evidence shows that that um, if we can just let these weeds go wild. But I don't I understand you got to balance that with a fire risk and such. So at least um, you know pushing the the border back and and planting milkweed along the highways would be great. Mm-hmm. Ellen, you came in uh, this morning. Uh, hopefully to enjoy our company but (laughs) (laughs) but you also have uh an event coming up that's a very exciting yes Um, for those who aren't familiar with the jocelyn garden two years ago it became part of the city of raleigh park system and it's at 2431 west lake so it's inside the belt line but bill and mary jocelyn had made plans before they passed to keep and preserve this 4.3 acre garden and so it's under the triangle land conservancy's protection and then it's also now under the city of raleigh's protection and i actually happen to be the one that's working on the conservation of this garden and we have an annual event each year that, that goes 100 percent to the garden as far as putting plants in and like this year's money we're really allocating for I'm putting in a collection of Japanese maples in our arboretum oh. area. But so, so where is it located? Where is, where it is, is this garden located? It's kind of like off Anderson, behind Raleigh Country Club. It's, it's in a very she-she neighborhood. Ah, for, yeah. for when they built it in 1950, it was off you know, farmland, and it was yeah. way, considered way outside Raleigh. And now, and now it's the hub. You know, it's still inside the belt line, of course, but, you know, so you wouldn't, you wouldn't know you're pulling up in this, you know, mega mansion neighborhood, and then there's this beautifully con- home at, that Bill and Jocelyn raised their family. Wow. And so we have, all, we have a Facebook page. It's um, Jocelyn Garden, and I posted today the plant list. And as you can see, others can't, but yeah, I, I, think have I have a copy of it. Have right here hundreds hundreds of um, opportunities for for getting plants from shrubs we have lots of azaleas and la- and la- mm. lace cap hydrangea uh, sweet spire windmill palms um, Florida anison cone flowers day lilies ferns and all of these came from digging up from the property Rufus and I have windmill palms and they have been uh, Setting their seeds or something. <laughs> I don't know. I was afraid that we had been attacked by, well, by something from Mars. Well, it was an alien in the yeah, beginning. this big yellow thing. And I showed my picture to Mike. He said, my God, I've got one of those, too. You know, it's funny. I've had one for about 25 years, and it's probably 25 feet tall. Never had a seedling. Maybe maybe ours are under stress. I think plants are under stress. They produce. They want to procreate. <laughs> I think mine is very happy. It's, it's run about a foot this year. Yeah, it's, it get mine's gotten big, and I, I, it's everything in my yard. I planted it in the wrong place. <laughs> There's no wrong place. Yeah, well. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's a it's a real focal point though. I, I just I like having kind of a mix of things in my. My landscape, such as it is, but uh, well, you need to come see us after the show. That, 
Is it today? It is a week from today. Week from on today. Earth Day, April 22nd. Ah. I remember my first Earth Day. Yeah. So what did you plant? Well, for Earth, no, we're we're digging up actually. Oh, okay. <laughs> we're digging up to yeah. to um, help others build yeah, their yeah, gardens. Yeah. yeah. Oh, sure. You yeah. got some great plants on this plant sale list. Um, you got some great native uh, shrubs that that are underutilized and and do fantastic. Um, you've got uh, some great pollinator plants in the perennial list. And you um, know, Paul, I forgot the second sheet. We've got a lot of vegetables and herbs, and nice. so we'll have tomato plants, peppers, eggplants, squashes. So when these were grown from the city of Raleigh Greenhouse, so um, and some of them are you know unusual. We get to pick the seed, and we're going to have some unusual varieties that you wouldn't typically see anywhere else because we have access to the city of Raleigh Greenhouse. It's a real coalition of of uh, groups and people that it are real, part of this. It really is, and I think we're also you know the best kept secret in Raleigh. We're in a neighborhood in a very very lovely neighborhood. 4.3 acres. We have a formal gardens. We have a conservation area. We've just worked with our volunteers, and we're all, it's me part-time and a, a group of dedicated volunteers. We just cleaned out the creek that we didn't, that runs through the property, and I don't think, I don't think it's ever been really handled well, and it's, it's just beautiful now. I uh, have attended St. Michael's Episcopal, uh, been a member there for uh, almost 40 years. That is kind of a little oasis in um, inside the Beltline, too, about yeah, uh, eight acres. And nice gardens. Yeah, yeah, it's a <laughs> wonderful place to, to go. But uh, So there, there are niches within the, the Beltline, and we've got a, a really big one that's being developed here at Dix Park. Yes, that's, and of course, that's another city of Raleigh Park. Um, and that's going to be you know, really good for events and dogs and yoga and Ours is really more for reflection, uh, I think. It's probably better to look at it that way. It's not going to be set up so that you can, um, you know, rent an overhead for family sure. reunions or anything. Yeah, yeah. And we Just are we're building a um, bird habitat in what we call the Jules de Palm, which is um, what... So Mrs. Jocelyn, although she was a botanist and a very, very successful botanist, she later in life um, became a scholar in French and was a French teacher at Ravenscroft, but she's also published, I believe, three books. Um, But anyway, so you'll see a lot of French reflection in the garden, like the Jules de Palme, which was the old tennis court that when they first built it, they put in a clay tennis court. And um, so, so now it's had other renditions, but it's going to become a bird sanctuary. We're working with the gardeners of Wake County, that are, have uh, Lynn Swanson, who has done a design for us, and the group comes once a month to implement um, her design, and we try and keep it on, an eye on it in the meantime. So, what when is it open? When's the garden? When can sunrise, folks visit the garden? Sunrise to sunset. Okay, so. good. And plenty of parking. Well, uh, yeah, there is, you know, parking up in the circle, but um, and lots of parking on the street as okay. well. Yeah, I mean, it is a neighborhood, yeah. so there's, yeah, there's parking on And the we'd street. love for you to stop by. You're in town. You can go by today. Absolutely. We, I will, we will visit it. It's yeah. a sure. wonderful garden to take yeah. a walk in. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, it's got a couple of state places. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, by the way, I hate to interrupt that one oh, to yes. talk about the Jaws and Garden, but there, there's the monster plant. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh! Now that's the seeding, and my 
That, I took that yesterday. I'm, I must have a male. <laughs> this is, I, well, I only got one. I don't know. Yeah, I got. Uh, I, I don't know. I've got. Uh, I've planted in another one, but it's it's tiny. So we're looking at a picture of Rufus's windmill palm, with. Uh, well, they seed full flower. flower. I, I get you. I flowers flower, or seeds? So, are those every one of those seeds? I don't know. You, I, I have the, no idea. Cover, I have no idea. There's either. a cover that comes off, and there looks like lots of them. I assume they're seeds. Yeah. But I, I don't know. Wow. I haven't had anything sprout up. I should well, have done more research. Well, people should yeah. come and, and buy ours when they're little seedlings, and when they grow up, they can come back and yeah. tell us what they have. Well, as the <laughs> seed pod gets older, it gets scarier. Yeah. <laughs> Are you afraid it's going to grab you? Yeah. And <laughs> yeah, this uh, is about a foot taller than it was last year. Yeah. When I showed you that picture. How tall is it now, Rufus? Uh, way, uh, probably 20 feet. How long have you had it? I, I, it was in a pot, and I threw the pot in the corner of the house. And like so many things, it goes better if you plant it. <laughs> yeah. Just threw the pot back there, and there it went. It's been 20 years ago. Okay, yeah, yours yeah. like mine. Just like Mike's got a, a, a beautiful I Daphne that is weird. That I left in a pot. I forgot I had it. It was behind a shrub. And there's a huge Mahonia there. And it, has, it uh, split the pot, grew up some, and started enveloping. It is literally, I mean, it's not all the way around it, but it was reaching, kind of reaching for the sun, I guess. Because uh, it would be kind of a northwesterly exposure, and it was reaching to the west. So it's it's around. I'll show you a picture of it if I can find it. It's it's really it, interesting it, looking. It's a striking plant, yeah. and, and it's just so neat to be able to grow a palm in Piedmont, yeah. North yes. Carolina. Yes. I know. And um, mine is not uh, in full sun. Is yours in full sun? Right? No. It's yeah, just, mine, mine gets it's a lot in a of corner. shade. Mostly covered on both on, on two sides. Yeah, it's it's so adaptive. It is adaptive, but it, and it doesn't and it's not like a palm that looks out of place, like like if you brought in right. No, it, tropical. It's looking more palm. of a shrubby kind of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Plant. Yeah, I yeah. like it. Um, kind of hairy. That sago quite <laughs> won't quite make it in a pot outside. No, no, I just don't have a lot of luck with sagos. If you yeah. put it in the ground, you probably have better luck because. Putting in a pot, you lose about five degrees in the hardiness zone. Yeah, yeah. This uh, the, uh, Christmas, uh, those two or three days that were real cold, I think got to a lot of them this year. Yeah, and why did we call it a blast? You know, it's a blast is a Fourth of July parade. Yeah, something that's happy. Something that's happy. <laughs> so why did we call it a blast? I don't blast? know. It's, uh, it's, it was uh, nothing fun about t- that. TV consultant called it a blast. That's <laughs> what happened. Uh, Steve is with us in Garner. Steve, good morning. Let me get out away from the radio a minute. Okay, I'll uh, turn mine down, too. <laughs> oh, it's a beautiful day after that messy day yesterday. Yeah, are you outside? Yep. Okay. I'm out working in the garden right now. Gotcha. Okay, yeah, what are you working on? Pretty not to be out here. Yeah, are you working on your daylilies? Absolutely. Well, actually, I'm working on my fish tank. I you have a fish tank out there. Uh, back together. I had some really nice goldfish in it, and a raccoon got them. Oh, okay. Blurry. And I, yeah. I got the raccoon, and now I got the goldfish back in there, and I'm trying to get the tank back up. So that's what I'm working on this morning. Well, that's good. It's a little Sounds too like... wet to be out in the garden. It's really kind of mucky. 
Yeah, yeah. I was uh, walking yesterday, uh, and it was, uh, of course, I was walking in the rain. <laughs> I saw a lot of, lot of areas that were uh, had a really accumulated some water. Oh yeah, of landscapes. A lot, were, of you know, they, a lot of this goes into I the storm drain. Downtown yesterday, right through the middle of it, <clears throat> and it was uh, it was bad in some places. Uh, up to up to the axles on my car. Oh wow! So, <clears throat> one of those things Sounds like Fort Lauderdale. Sometimes you can't. You just got to drive through it. Yeah. But uh, anyway, I just thought I'd let you know. Uh, the Daylily Club's not going to have a flower show this year. There's uh, mitigating circumstances with conflicting schedules. Yeah. And so we can't, us and the uh, Sandhills Club can't get together to have a show like we've been having. Uh-huh. Uh, what we're planning on trying to do is sometime in uh, September or October have our plant sale and uh we're trying to find a location for it um okay. but right now we just had to cancel the uh the day lily the day lily show at the mall and we heard that the mall's getting is for sale so we don't know how much longer we'll have that venue for having our show in um but anyway just so i let you know all righty, um, my friend. And, and, and just Steven. as a reminder, <coughs> I do have an open display garden. People are welcome to come and see it. Um, I'm listed in the uh, Daylily, uh, the Raleigh Daylily Club website as a display garden. And the name of my garden is Just One More. And uh, it gives my name and address and phone number for people to call and if we're here, we'll escort them around. If we're not, they're still welcome to walk through the garden. We only have about 40 seconds. Steve, Steve I have a question. Yes, I have sir. let some day ladies go for almost 10 years without dividing them. Am I in trouble? No. No. That's good news. Yeah, you can divide them any time, but uh, if they've been going for 10 years, and they probably do need, they would be healthier if you did divide them. And then you okay. can share with your friends. Steve, thank you very much. We got to go, but thank All you. Right. I'm glad ha it's have fun to today. Me. Don't Let overdo it. Bye-bye. All right, uh, Steve, our daily friend, 919-860-9783. More of the Weekend Gardener coming up from the State Farmer's Market in Raleigh, where the plants and vegetables are coming in. Got to go. Let's get back to the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. We're back on WPTF. We're talking about makeup uh, here on the, the Weekend Gardener. <laughs> this morning, TV makeup primarily, but uh, you, don't you know how it is. Do you have radio makeup? Radio makeup, uh, we should. <laughs> I mean, kind, kind of as double defense. Well, a woman last week asked me, she said, do you take Botox? I said, no. If you've got a fat face, it doesn't matter. <laughs> kind of fills in all the crinkles, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. <laughs> so she actually said, do you take Botox? But that only lasts a few That only lasts a few months anyway, yeah, doesn't well, my, it? My round moon face has been here a long time. <laughs> but you, have, you have a big brain. Once so I did to... an article in the 
News and Observer said the moon faced Edmiston. <laughs> was that a Dwayne Powell uh, cartoon? That. Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Did you notice that uh, you're sitting there adjacent to the North Carolina flag? Mm, I yes, think that's I ironic. I love it. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, so that's, uh, that's very appropriate, I think. By the way, I'm going to break away a little bit here after a while and go try to find Gerald because somebody sent me a picture of the tomato that he's named after me called Rufus. Oh, well, you go get your picture taken with it. And so I want to go get the, the tomato and bring back and try to... Well, I forgot to tell Ger- uh, Gerald that we were here this morning. I guess Is I should he text him. here? He's supposed yes. to be all oh, during yeah. April. Selling, yeah. selling his tomato plant. Somewhere. Where all, wherever the clamor is in yeah. one of these buildings is where he We'll check one. him out. That's right. I'll, uh, I'll text him. But you're listening to The Weekend Gardener here on WPTF. We're at the State Farmer's Market in Raleigh, and Monica Wood is the new manager. She hadn't gotten here yet. She's going to make a grand entrance, I guess. But isn't that wonderful, Rufus? Oh, it's so wonderful. Who else could have been any better than Monica? Nobody. She, does, she just doesn't know how many thousands of people were pulling for her. Yeah. Yeah, literally. Yes. A lot of prayers. Yes. And, uh, and the commissioner and his staff answered it. They made yeah. the right decision. They made, after deliberation, they made the right decision. Uh, 919-860-9783, 919-860-WPTF. I know we have a caller here, uh, Judy and Carrie. Judy, Judy, Judy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> sorry, I couldn't couldn't let that go by. Hey, Judy. Uh, well, good morning. Uh, <clears throat> my question is about hellebores. Is there a hellebore that can be grown in some kind of sun? I have sun half of the day. And I have a hill, small hill, and the deer eat everything I put on it. And so everything I plant goes to the deer. Uh, a, a hellebore grown in sun. Well, how, how much sun? You said the hill was part sun? Uh, yes, it's probably half a day. Well, maybe. Which, which half? That's going to be the key. <laughs> uh, is, is it morning sun or afternoon sun? Oh, well. Morning sun. I'd say midday sun, really. Midday. I think you'd be fine with any of the hybridists. They're probably not going to like it if you plant it, depending full on sun. your plant full, it, full, full sun, sun the, until the roots establish. But, Rufus, what experience well, I, I have you have? I have thousands of hellebore. Yeah. And I uh, want to tell you that I have them both in sun and shade. I, you can't kill them. Uh, no disease. And, and I have no earthly idea which is better because they grow so prolific in both sun and shade in, in fact I brought a little pot today for somebody here it comes by I'll give them a hellebore uh, I think it's delightful and I, I don't know what in the world might be wrong with yours because I, I would love to give away about a thousand yeah. Good grief. yeah they, they are prolific good but I, I need because and uh, is it <clears throat> true that the deer do not like them? Well, I think if a deer is hungry, he's going to eat most anything. Yeah. Uh, I've, I've anything. had some outside the gate for almost uh, 20 years, never been a nibble. But now I, I will confess that my neighbor regularly feeds them deer corn. So why are they going to fool with any kind of plant yeah. when well, they can go over there and get off of, off of this flat rock she's got? And I've, I've told her I'd be glad to help pay for the, the, the corn. 
<laughs> they, they've never stopped to get a thing in my house. Cause maybe, maybe it's because of my ferocious 14-year-old dog, Jasper, that they're afraid of that too. But yeah. they have not eaten one hellebore outside of the gate that I can recall in 20 years. Wonderful. Well, they have all that kudzu down in the bogs. Oh yeah, to to take care of that wisteria. So, yeah, and for me, they, it, it's vole proof. I have a terrible problem with voles, and um, they love pastas, but they will not touch my um, my hellebores. Thank you for that segue. Permatil uh, vole block. <laughs> is uh, is one of our favorite products. Uh, Permatil has been advertising with the Weekend Gardener since we uh, almost since we went on the air. But uh, if you're wondering of what's gnawing at the roots of your plants, Helen knows. The rest of us know, but you may not if you're new to North Carolina. It's a North Carolina native pine vole, and voles are persistent little snub-nosed rodents that that live underground. They're little, little field mice actually without a tail they're not moles people get them mixed up they're quite different uh, the most effective way to keep voles out of your area of where your plants are and away from the roots is permatil's vole block barrier for over 30 years permatil vole block has been used to exclude voles and improve soil and permatil is used by botanical gardens landscapers nurseries home gardeners all around so follow the Permatil Volblock guidelines, and that's important because you have to kind of build it around a, a new plant or even an old plant to help deter them. Go to Permatil.com or Volblock.com. Permatil sold at independent garden centers and select bulk distributors. Permatil.com. It really people works. Are, yeah, it people really are thinking we, gotta, we rehearse that or something. Yeah, I know, I know. We did, and it does really work. <laughs> I, I love being on the show once with, with Ann Clapp, and she said, yes, it really works. It breaks their little teeth. Yeah, yeah, they don't like it. They don't like it. They get up there, and it, it's uh, slate that's killed and dried. It's mined in North Carolina and uh, the Uwari Mountain area. So uh, it's good, and it, it's used to help aerate the soil and to build barriers for uh, for your plants and boy you you spend 50 100 200 bucks on a japanese maple variety you don't want the voles to kill it in Mm-mm. one day no all right uh let's go to uh, 919-860-9783 um judy you've you've gone right yeah lynn in in raleigh hey lynn hey have a question about azaleas. Yes, ma'am. We we moved into a house. There were about three spots where azaleas had died. So, so I pulled that out. Husband dug a, a nice hole, uh, about twice as wide and about the same depth. There's some matching azaleas in the backyard and brought them up. Um, we planted them this week. My question is, can I trim those back uh, so they can get more sunlight, or would that be too much shock. I'm talking about maybe six inches of taking the ones that we transplanted down um, so they'll match the others. You want to get this? Six inches off. How big was the plant that you moved? Um, Two of them are probably about two feet wide by about two feet high, and one is about probably three feet high by about three feet wide. Yeah, I think that'd be fine. I I think that'd be fine. Um, Okay. 
In fact, it might be beneficial because when you do transplant, um, it does help to trim. And um, okay. if they're done, if they're done flowering, it's the perfect time to trim anyway, so you're not that affecting next year's bloom. Okay, and they just finished flowering, and that's how we realized that there were some in the backyard that matched the the border where three had died. And it's a semicircle under a bay window, so it was really odd not to you know have it completely filled on one side where three had died. Let me ask you another question. I noticed I've, there's some powdery mildew, not a lot, but there was some on some other azaleas here that I trimmed back. What do you recommend for that? I've I've trimmed them out to get more air circulation, um, so they're not just blooming at the top. But I, what what do you recommend for that powdery mildew? I don't know that I've seen powdery mildew on an azalea, so uh, I'm wondering if you've misdiagnosed. Yeah, I'm not familiar uh, with, with that either. What symptoms are you seeing on the on the plants? Well, when I trim the ones back, um, I noticed that almost like a white powdery substance kind of came out. Not a lot, but but enough so I noticed. It doesn't look like uh, any bugs. It doesn't look like any anything sticking to it. It was more just like powdery substance that, that kind of floated out as I was doing the trimming. And, they were and leggy at the bottom and just flowering at the top. Um, I, I, don't, I don't know what that would be, but like I said, I'd... I, I, to my knowledge, azaleas are not a host for powdery mildew. Mm -hmm. um, okay. So, do the plants look healthy? They, they bloomed beautifully this year, but just the top portion and the bottom had gotten very leggy. But, right. Uh, they haven't been tended for years, so I, you know, right. that didn't surprise me. We were more surprised at how pretty they were when they bloomed. I think so what I would do is, is I would do some strategic pruning uh, on those plants, uh, you know, uh, head back a little bit, thin out a little bit, and then see what kind of growth, what kind of foliage growth you get uh, this spring and early summer and just kind of monitor um, monitor the foliage that's coming out. And if it looks healthy, then, you know, you've got no worries. Um, right. But if you do see something on the foliage um you know you can certainly keep an eye out for lace bugs and spider mites those are very common issues okay um okay uh but um yeah just monitor and 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 go from there okay okay yeah the leaves look healthy they don't look like they've had any spider mites or anything they look up and maybe it was right. a whole lot of dust or something in these uh -huh. plants because they were so so many like little dead can I ask you another quick question? Uh, Helen's got something on the azalea. Yeah. Um, how close are they planted to your bay window? Uh, they are about five feet out. Oh, okay. Okay. I was so they plenty of space. I, I think I think they were landscaped professionally originally, and just didn't get the upkeep. I, I think that's probably what happened because really nice bed, um, lots of, of great great mulch. Um, in the yard, everything matches except those three dead ones. <laughs> so and do you have an idea what what took, what killed those three? I, well, my understanding is that they um, took in large, the larger dogs for saving grace um, that couldn't be kept there, 
And I have a feeling, based on the huge dog Kong uh, toys that we found behind them, that that's where the dogs went out. I see. Yeah. I don't don't do (laughs) that. All right. Uh, Lynn, anything else? One other question. Uh, Yeah. It appears that we have a a bilia that were planted in arches out in the yard, and and some of those do great, but it appears that there were some miniature or, or short abelias put in do they see full suns these are very scraggly and i'm not they need sun yes Uh, and especially some of the newer varieties in order to get that rich yellow color from some of the the newer dwarf varieties they got to have that sun okay and that would make them very thin if they didn't have the sun yeah it just just uh and maybe they're missing some nutrients of, of some yeah, they'll get leggy because they're trying to reach for some sun. Yeah. I'm, I'm just going to move those over and get them some more sun. I think All right. we'll see what happens from there. Thank you very much. Thank you very much for calling us, Lynn. 919-860-9783. Pam and Michael Beck are here. Michael, did you have a nice birthday? I did. You did? What, what did Pam uh, fix for you? <laughs> Go over here on uh, Rufus's microphone. Yeah, yeah, go over here on the yeah, microphone. Yeah, come right here. Yeah. Uh, you're, you're an electrical engineer. You know about microphones, yeah. too. Just built his own sound system. We had apple pie. <laughs> apple, pie. apple pie. Apple pie. That's all you ate? And it was uh, the Honeycrisp apples from over here at the farm. <laughs> oh, wow. And they made a tremendous pie. I bet so. <laughs> so Pam didn't make you eat any, eat any plants or anything? No. No. How about some ice cream on top of that? Oh, absolutely. Yes, Ice cream. <laughs> we had some Hagen Doss vanilla. Oh, Hagen Doss. Yeah, the, the best. <laughs> master gardeners, yeah, yeah. We, we just had a master gardener from Wake County come over. They, they're going to be uh, in the building today. And uh, so uh, everybody's coming by. Yeah, absolutely. We just wanted to say hi to everybody this morning. We're on our way to the Ralston to hear the lecture down there. Uh, Jay Sifford speaking for the Rock Garden Society and also the Ralston members. Is that where y'all throw rocks? Is that what the Rock Garden Society is <laughs> no. all about? Oh, I thought it was an Ernest C. Bass thing. No. Oh, go no. on. It's uh, kind of like gardening in Wake County. You know, yeah. it's rock gardening. Right, yeah. gardening. Yeah. <laughs> I would be there if I wasn't here. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. Well, have fun. Yeah. Are, are hens and biddies good for a rock garden? Yes, sir. Thank you both. They're perfect. Yeah. They hens and biddies. Well, he, I know what he's talking about. Though. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, I know with your birthday, you haven't had a birthday like no, yours is near no. mine. Yeah, that's right. In September. That's why we are like we are. <laughs> Darn Virgos. Everything has to be in place. <laughs> don't give away all our secrets. I know. I don't. I don't. All right. But anyway. Thank um, you, Miss Pam. Beautiful day you. at the farmer's market. That's Come right. Down. That's yeah. right. All right. See y'all. Bye. Well, Bye. By, by the way, uh, we have two Arthurs here. Pam and, and Helen, yes. and Helen, uh, to steal ideas from one person is plagiarism. To steal it from others is research. <laughs> that's, that's, that's what I learned. <laughs> okay. I, I'm just giving advice to these these authors here. Is that is that to steal it from one person is plagiarism. Steal, uh, steal, steal it from many is research. Yes. <laughs> from a village. Yeah. So are you trying to promote your book or something? Well, Is that I why you jumped I, in with look, that? Uh, all my folks are dead, I wrote about, so I, I can't be 
No, you haven't written that book yet. No, heavens no. (laughs) Oh, gosh, I wish you would. Uh, 919-860-9783. 919-860-WPTF. We're at State Farmer's Market in Raleigh. And uh, Monica has arrived, but uh, she's talking, so I'm going to do this commercial here for our friends at I Must Garden. Miss Marilyn has quite an operation going. It it really amazes all of us, I think, how much wildlife is uh, in the triangle. We've already had a deer question this morning. It's equally amazing how much damage they can do to our gardens. One of the safest and most effective ways to prevent damage from wildlife in your garden is with I Must Garden repellents made right here in the triangle. IMOS Garden offers natural solutions for over 15 pest problems, including rabbits, squirrels, moles, voles, snakes, um, mosquitoes, ants, uh, insects of all kinds, and their best-selling deer repellent. All of the IMOS Garden pest products are made with natural ingredients and botanical oils from plants and animals that uh, you know that like they like to avoid in nature and they're environmentally friendly they smell nice they're safe for you your family and your pets now i must garden repellents are also long lasting they need to be reapplied after every rain they are easy to apply of course and available in liquids and granular to suit about every gardener's preference i must garden repellents are not sold at box stores but at locally owned retailers all around the Triangle area and beyond. And uh, you can find them at Southern States in Carborough. That's a nice garden center. Homewood Garden Center in Raleigh, an equally nice place to visit. So get out there and protect your garden today with safe and humane repellents from IMOS Garden. And to learn more about protecting your garden from pest damage, visit imosgarden.com. Monica, come on over here. Borrow a brother his microphone there all right we've already talked about you were your ears burning or were you listening <laughs> well i don't know i've been running around so much i'm not sure if they were burning well that's what that's <laughs> what the the state farmers market manager is supposed to do i guess so yes yeah. busy morning this morning and after all the rain last night and everything just trying to get everyone settled and situated got a lot of folks coming in and setting up this morning Whew. boy i'll tell you it looks lush out there all those plants are beautiful they are and after this as they say april showers bring may flowers so um i hope that's what we're in for with the, the rain we've had recently and Um, do have lots and lots of flowers that you can come out and choose from lots of hanging baskets bedding plants vegetable plants herbs shrubbery trees Um, and the list just goes on and on of all the wonderful plants that we have here from wonderful local growers that do a great job growing and giving that wonderful advice as you're buying they can help you figure out just what you need for that perfect spot yes indeed now where where is gerald adams located is that area cordoned off he is actually almost across from us, right here on the other side. I thought uh, I facing, facing us, basically. Uh, I see him down there, actually. We need a bullhorn so we can holler out his name, I guess. But I hey, do, I, I see, I see him down there. He's working, or he's pretending to work. I don't know which. Yeah, but, yeah. He yeah. has a uh, what is it called, Rufus? Rufus tomato, or uh, yeah. Somebody sent me a picture the other day. And there was a sign there that said Rufus, and Gerald said he was going to do a tomato named after me, so I can't wait to go down there and see what it is. Have you seen that model? I have not. I'll have to check it out. So we got a Rufus dog, now we got a Rufus tomato. I don't know what's next. <laughs> well, they've got a great name for me over, over town. Uh, 
you know, dogs. Dogs? And, and, and it. drinks? Nothing yes of much significance except maybe the tomato. Yeah, yeah. That ought to be Well, the Rufus dog. Yeah. So I got to ask, you think it's a, a big round red one? Well, I, I, I've got to get instructions from Gerald. I don't think it's like Rufus in Latin. Rufus means red in Latin, right? It's spelled backwards. It's and backwards. It's suffer. S U F U R. Yeah. So maybe it's a suffer instead of a Rufus. Yeah, we'll we'll play with that a little bit. <laughs> Maybe Gerald will have a minute to step over, but I don't know. He looks pretty busy this morning. I think everybody's taking advantage of the rain and going to start planting that garden today, it looks like. Hey, Gerald! <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he is looking. Oh, he's, get, he's getting kind of old. He, he's aged and he can't hear very well anymore. Oh, well, man. you know, we say we say wait until the frost-free date to plant your, your tomatoes and your marigolds and your other tender annuals, um, which – which which the the data says is closer a little closer to the end of April, mm-hmm. but I just looked at the ten day forecast, and it looks like we're safe. Yes. Um, I think folks can come out here and buy at will and plant with abandon. Excellent. Yeah. What what so. doth you say, Rufus? Oh man, I'm going to take you at your word because I have been waiting breathlessly, <laughs> and I, I I want to put a tomato in the ground today. I'm going to. All right, it's going to be Paul's word. I'm, I'm just going from the what the weather people. Well, say. we are past the the, the 15th, normal, yeah. Yeah. typical fifteenth yeah. as well, yeah. which is. Today. Okay. Is that right. today? I think well, I'm, I'm from Vance County, so, so we're, we're able yeah, you to. way uh-huh. up north. Well, like, yeah. So. He's one of those northerners, That's right? That's right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to put, yeah, so put a roof in the saying you've always heard, what I've always remembered was after April 15th. So yes. we're, yeah. we're there. So it's one of those things you just, whatever you do, whatever you plant, you just got to keep an eye on the weather. And if they call for a cool night, you'll just have to take a few extra precautions, of course. But. We definitely have it here ready to plant whenever you're ready. Yeah. It's always close, so you do have to watch. But we had, about three days ago, we had Cat Campbell got us all in a scare. I think that was the last of the potential frost. Mm. And I love Cat Campbell. Mm. I always look at what she's wearing. So does my husband. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, that's nice, Ellen. It is. But oh. anyway, I think we're clear, too. I'm planting oh. my tomatoes today. There you go. There you go. All right, we'll uh, we'll talk more with uh, Miss Monica about uh, what's happening at the State Farmers Market uh, coming up. I know there's there's got to be a lot going on here. Today. There there is strawberries. That's another thing we didn't oh. mention. But anybody listening that's wondering, we do have some strawberries this morning. This rain's taking a toll on them, but they're starting to come back out. And folks were coming in with them again this morning. And we All right, were, well, we were early this year. We were, yeah. And we're going to be late if we don't get to the news. Okay. <laughs> we'll be back. <laughs> 